We're back. Another week in the books. Got Lionel currently flipping me off. Always love that energy. What a weekend in Serie A we had. We got to start, obviously, with the Milan Derby. We're going to start with Mike, our Milan extraordinaire, our fan of the, of the ages for Milan right here. Mike. Until Regina's back. Until and Regina's then, and back. And then I won't care. Until about Regina's him. back. He's currently building a shrine to Lautaro for gifting him that, that draw. All right, hold on. Don't, no, don't take a spotlight. All I'm right. Not. I'm just dating Mike, original thoughts about the, uh, the game. Yeah, so let's just get into it. I think uh, this is by far a better result for Milan than it is for Inter. I think, like, you know, there are parts of the game, most of the game, they looked even. Um, <clears throat> they didn't deserve a point, I don't think, though. They were pretty flat on the offensive end. They needed DeVry to bail them out. Um, I thought Ibra was pretty lost throughout the game, and that tends to happen with him a lot, and those are concerns that Milan should have going forward. Um Midfield was okay. I, I don't know what Kessie was doing on the penalty. But overall, I think they're lucky to walk away with a point. I think Lautaro taking the second penalty also shocked me. I don't know why they didn't put Chenelaglu on it again. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a huge point for Pioli and the boys. Galano? I think it's a massive point for Milan. I think Inter absolutely gave that game away. I think... Outside a, of a Salamaker shot and the Kessie rebound on that same exact play, Milan had no opportunities for 90 minutes. The The best finisher on the pitch was DeVry. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame Lautaro for taking the penalty. I'm someone who believes that, you know, taking a penalty twice can really hurt you. We saw, we saw Bonucci... In that UEFA in the Euro final against Germany, you know the where the infamous Zaza yeah. run up right, mm-hmm. like Bonucci made a penalty in that game, went up to take a second penalty during the penalty shootout and missed. So I don't blame somebody, I don't blame changing it up for that second penalty. Okay. Also, the Laudato penalty was not a bad penalty. It was down hard low, right? Like it's exactly where you want it. It was an incredible save. If I don't Tata blame. Rusanu could save it, true, not a good penalty, true, but. It didn't. It didn't look like it was hit that hard. It wasn't though. hit that. Sure, that, like the the placement was there. I agree with you on that. But. Sure. The thing is, it's like that wasn't his. I don't think that was the most egregious miss of the game for him. I think there was a pullback in in, in the penalty area, and he just completely misses the net. He's not even testing. Oh, I'd agree with that. He's he's not even testing a, a, an incompetent keeper who was playing on his head today, right? So y- yesterday, yesterday. Sorry. Um, there was there was also the Badella miss, which I love Badella, but that was an awful miss. There was the Vidal miss, which was identical to the, the Vidal miss. miss. I think the Vidal miss was more egregious because from look egregious because looking at the Badella miss, I, I kind of thought that the ball was a little too ahead of him, where he had to extend to get some power on there it. There was more open area in that net when Badella shot the ball than when Vidal shot the ball. Also, you could say that the ball was played a little bit ahead of Barella, but Barella had so much t- had so much space between him and the defender that he could have taken a touch and hit that in. So, I, I, the the only one that looked good in that game for Inter was Simone Inzaghi. Honestly, the, they looked dominant. They looked on their day. They looked like they completely controlled the game. That Milan didn't have a chance of scoring. They put they put Ibra in his pocket, in their pocket, and I thought. That Zeko played very well. I thought Darmian played very well. I thought Pedisic was was and Calab- I thought he was the he played the best against Calabria than I've seen against anybody in Serie A. I think 
uh, Calabria on his day is probably the best lockdown right back in Serie A. But Perisic took advantage of him. And I thought that was encouraging to see. The problem now is we have Barella with an injury. You have Zeko with an injury. Those are the biggest concerns for Inter right now. And because we saw when they came off the pitch, Milan, for the last 10 minutes of that game, were all over them. They were on top. That's where the Salamaker shot came about. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're missing those two players, it's really hard for Inter to, to generate anything because Correa looks like a shell of himself. He came in. He came out on the pitch, and I didn't even. He was invisible. How much of that do you think, though, is that he's not playing that regularly, though? I, I think it's a confidence issue. I th- I think because of the irreg- irregularity of him playing. See, but but the thing is, it's like, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but you're good. even saying the irregularity thing is, I'm like thinking about it, and I'm like, but he's an Inzaghi guy, so the adjustment to the system shouldn't be shocking to him. Like he's just crazy off form right now. I I think that the one adjustment he's made though is that. When he was at Lazio, he was playing with an immobile type of forward, where he was more not as not as like a hold up player, not as much as like a, you can play off him. Where Immobile and Correa, where like Correa was the playmaker and and Immobile was on the end of it. I think him having to be more of a okay, you're going to be the one running off of the playmaker when playing with a Zeko or even with a Lautaro at times. I think that's the see. Difference. I don't think that's the problem. I think. The issue with Correa is that he is used as a substitute for Zeko, and that just doesn't work. Him and him and Lautaro, I don't think can coexist. I, I, agree I think with you that. have two players that are very similar that play off of a central striker. I think I think Correa needs a central striker to work with him. So right now, Simone Inzaghi is using him as a sub for Zeko, and he's using Sanchez as a sub for Lautaro. Which personally, it should be ship out Sanchez. Correa should be the sub for Lautaro and get a big guy and make Zeko the sub. Or whatever, some Zeko right now is the only player that could play could play punto avanti, it, it, right? It, He's the only one that could play up there. Yeah. So that that's the problem that interface right now. That mm-hmm. and I think the midfield's going to be okay, but they need the, someone. The to midfield score has the been looking a little better. I have to say, the midfield's yeah. been looking better than at the start of the season, where there's that big question mark over uh, Chalanoglu. Now I think, I mean, there's still some uh, of a question mark, well, but you never it's know better. what you're going to get with that guy. Yeah. He's, he's either a world beater or he's just not worth. I was talking about as like a collective unit, though. I, I think it's it's a little better than because yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I think Vidal this year has not nearly been as bad as he was last year. So there's some good coverage there if anyone has to miss time. And you do have 12 days coming up for the international break. So I think Inter's midfield will probably be fine. I hope so. I, I, again, Barella out of that team hurts. Like, that's... that's He's your best midfielder. He's by far the best. He might be, he the, might best be the best player. in Italy. Yeah, yeah, he might be the best midfielder in Italy right now. So that's, that's going to be tough. But listen... The gap didn't shrink. It didn't expand. There's still a lot of season. Juve got closer. Well, so here's here's a question I have with Inter, right? It's now a 1-1 draw with Milan, a 1-1 draw with Juve, and a, I think a 3-2 loss to Lazio. And they tied Atalanta 2-2. And they t- and they drew Atalanta. So they're, they're losing their points in the big matches, which is, you know, people will say you have to win the Scudetto like, by beating like small teams, but... I mean, they're they're kind of what is the gap right now between them? So here here's the thing: all those games you just mentioned, the Milan game dominated, didn't put it away. The Juve game we dominated, did not put it away. I'm sorry. Well, we got robbed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Juve game's the one where you can be like, they should have won this yeah. game. Atalanta. Does anyone know how that game finished? Demarco lining up for a penalty in the 80th in the 80 something minute misses it, skies it like crushes it off the bar, right? You can even you can even cite um, 
the, the Lazio game for 70 minutes. They dictated the game. And then you have Lautaro going down with an injury or whatever harm air quotes got on put up. Air yeah, quotes. exactly. Harm and Lazio playing on and they score the, the game, the, the game winning goal. They eventually get a third afterwards, but it's these, it's these types of scenarios where I can't fault the coach. I think it's a personnel issue. Right, I, I don't. If you look up the statistics for Inter right now, they are number one in shot creation, number one in like uh, potential goals, or whatever xG, whatever yeah, the statistics. Expected is. goals per ninety minutes, and you can't ask for anything more. You don't, ha- but we don't have the players up top to finish it. Zeko is not; he's thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lautaro yeah. has never been that finisher. He never will be. So, I, I think that's. The, I don't think the winter market is going to bring anything new. I, I would love like a, a striker up there. But I, there's like nobody who's even going to be available. No, exactly. I, I, that, that's my thought. I was like, who who can, if possible, get? Raspadori is the only one I can think of. And he's not someone I mean, that unless, comes unless, that goes unless, small you, too. Unless you guys do like, uh, again, I, I don't think. Maybe Skamaka? No, I don't think. Uh, well, speak, sticking with Fiore, I mean, you guys can pull a miracle and like, Offload a bunch of asses and no, it's try to impossible. get Vlavic, it's but, impossible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their, their financial issues are too deep right now. I think that there's no way that they splash. I think, like, Jacko's Jack very much trying to be a holdover until they figure out their whole situation. But I think, like, you know, like, going back to, like, the comparison about, like, feeling like, you know, Inter did, I think, boss that game for most of it. Uh, and it's funny because it's like I've, I've been very anti, like, Milan's going to win the Scudetto the entire year. But that was some team of destiny stuff. Like that the game felt like they got every break. You know, they gave up two penalties, but they were penalties. I like just clear and obvious. Agreed. Yep. But I mean, you get your backup goalie who's a Serie C goalie to get a stop on Lautaro. That's crazy. And then all of the missed chances. Milan didn't look dangerous at any point. I think like. Yeah, the Salamakers one. And I remember Leal skying a ball from six six meters out. I was. (laughs) He, you know, that felt like a little bit of a regression. But, I mean, getting a point there is huge. Not, but, to, not to mention the DeVry header that you guys got. Yeah, I mean, that one was crazy. I think, like, I felt similar on Sunday to how I felt when they met in October last of year. last season. Because Milan got the win that game, but was not the better team. And, like, it's a draw this time, but it's the same kind of vibe where you're like, okay, they, they eked this one out. Um... I think the, the difference is, is Inter is going to continue to grow. You're not going to have as many problems not taking chances. And I think Milan's eventually going to hit that purely regression. See, I don't know about that because Inter, knock on wood, should be qualifying for the next round of the Champions League. Right? Well, Milan if, are if going to be were, out of all European yeah. competitions come a week from now. Right, well, but I, th- yeah. I still think that depth-wise, Inter's so much stronger than Milan. And then when January rolls around and we're missing two of our three good midfielders and you have Krunic running the show, it's going to be pretty difficult to do anything. I mean, not in the Inter game, but the game before the Milan play, I thought Krunic did pretty well. Like, I was watching him. He did, he did okay. He's super serviceable. Yes. You know, and that's the thing. And it's like when he has to plug like that. So I don't really, I didn't really understand. It must have just been fatigue as the reason why Krunic got the start. Because, I mean, Benacer came on late. And and Kessie played too, so I don't. No, I I think he was out wide. Uh, I, who knows what that guy does, man? He just he's <laughs> everywhere. Apparently but, a free kick specialist. Too. Yeah, I he does. He, he's one of these guys that it's like as your fourth string midfielder, you're like 
That's Not okay. Bad. Yeah. But live with it. during AFCON, when he's going to be the second man up, it's like, oh, that's pretty scary. So now, does this speak more to a testament to Milan saying, you know, in the big games that they've played so far, they've gotten positive results. An Inter game that they probably should have lost, they got a point out of. Roma, they got po- they won. Juve, yeah, that's probably the one where you think they maybe they dropped points in terms of they, they probably should have won that game. But You're saying Milan? Milan, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, Milan. Milan. I think Milan also got outplayed in that Juve game. I think like that was a lucky walk away from Torino with a point game too, yeah. and and like you need those if you're gonna win. And, and they had they had a big win against Atalanta, right? They won. Three, yeah, but they two. almost blew it. Yeah, they, they, I think they but were up a to, man, and in the 80th minute, gave up two goals or something like that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, this might be a testament to this Milan team saying, you know, now after a year of almost winning the Scudetto being leaders at Christmas. Now, do you think this is the same thing or now that they learn from it and now they have a better mental state as to the now they can actually go in and possibly win the whole thing? They're definitely stronger mentally, right? I think like if you look at like some of these games that we're talking about and like particularly like I think about the Bologna game where they they blow a 2-0 lead. It's 2-2. There's a point like with Milan where you're like, they're going to lose this game. Yeah. Like they have two red cards that game. Too. Yeah. I think it was a nine man at some point <laughs> and they eventually come back and it's like, okay, like they, they, you know, they bent, but didn't break. Right. Like they, they figured out what they had to do and that's great. But like you look at it and it's like, I, I think like if you look on paper and you see 32 points, you're like, wow, they're, they're playing super well. Mm-hmm. But if you dissect some of these results a little bit more, you're like, can they get lucky against Inter again? Like, if they can't beat a nine-man Bologna, that's a problem. Verona, like, gave them problems, too. Verona's causing yeah, issues we, for a lot of teams. I mean, Verona's a giant killer right now, but we needed an own goal from Gunter to beat Verona. <laughs> I mean, we played Juve probably at one of their low points in the season and couldn't come away with a win. And, you know, I, you think more about those, and I'm kind of like, ah, they've had good results. They've looked good in some games, but, like, I'm still not convinced, and I think that that's the thing with Milan is that like none of these results are convincing. They have the points, and I, maybe I should trust you know the numbers a little bit more, but I don't think that the way that they're getting the points screams Scudetto to me. And I think that teams like Napoli, like Napoli, I think is a better team than Milan, like on paper. And I think the way that they play, it's more fluid. They're playing better results. They had a tough weekend this weekend. Yeah, but. I think if you look at the the corpus of Napoli's work this year, you're like that's a team that could win. I think if you watch every if you've watched every minute of Milan, you're like this team has problems. And as much as Milan fans will be like, oh my god, they're they're playing so well, I I I still have so many concerns. I think that they're just like they're stronger mentally, but they're still a young team. I w- I was very surprised to see how like obviously pleasantly surprised of how how badly they got dominated. They got dominated on Sunday. They absolutely did. And I said this earlier. I said, Inter proved to me on their day, if if they're clicking like they're that the way they're supposed to be, they can take any team and study out their best. On paper and performance-wise and experience-wise, they are by far the best team in Serie A. The question is going to be whether or not they could actually convert their chances. That's going to be it. And they it was twofold. They, they proved to me they're the best team, but they also proved to me why they're not going to win the Scudetto, and that's because I, they can't put their chances There's still away. a lot of games to be played. Yeah, I don't know we're if only I can late, We're, we're, like, bare, we're like a little points. over a third into the season. Yeah. We're ah. talking three games, and they can make this up. And like with this Milan team, I'm like, in three weeks, four weeks, it might be like... Yeah, and there are games where the big teams point. are going to beat up on each other. Yeah. So what, I, what I like that I'm hearing out of the interlocker room is that 
they all viewed it as like we drop points. That's that's a positive. And Zaki was furious. He goes, you know, we didn't we deserve three points. And I think they're right. And that's and that's all you can ask for at this stage, right? It happened. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's get yeah. it. I think uh, one of the things that we were texting about for a second during that game is like Kessie didn't look impressive no. at all. And I think it was like in terms of like my like my opinion, I think that the tactic to like let Pet, uh, Kessie come back, take the ball, and kind of have that like four man back line sort of a thing going was just such a boneheaded decision for yeah. Milan because you're inviting Inter to press up and then take your midfield which to, is to, probably to an already high press yeah I have. mean yeah. it's already a high press and like Milan's midfield is their best asset right like same probably for Inter their defense is maybe whatever right they're they're struggling more this year than they were last year but you're you're essentially like taking Tonali out of the game by being like come on up like come press Kessie and Kessie I mean he's he's None of his passes were crisp. He gave away the penalty. And and like, you know, you watch him and you like you look at him and like you're like, he thinks he's a top ten midfielder in the world, but he's playing really, really poorly week in and week out now. Yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I think the the star wall of your of your midfield is Benacer. He came on. Oh, he he's absolutely great. better. He's he has a skill set that the other two don't have. I think Tonali and Kessier are almost, they're very similar players. Uh, Tonali probably has more distribution in his system, and Kessier probably has more grit. They're saying like a box-to-box. But yeah, box-to-box, but definitely more on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, ben Asser can unlock defenses, and that's something that's very uh, coveted. And I think it's going to be one of them, one of ben Asser, one of uh, Kessier and Tonali and Ben Asser. So I thought Tonali looked poor in that game as well. I thought the, the 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 people that really showed out for me, I thought Tomori was incredible. yeah he played a great game. He was in Kyer looked beat looked bad. I think that's been a trend this year. I think Kyer's lower level than he was at this point last you year. You think it's from a fatigue or just from all overall just skill? You know, I think it's it's I think it's a bunch of different things. I think like he played a lot of games at the Euro, right? So he's yeah. he he's like that. He played a full season with Milan, and I also think like. Having Romagnoli have a better year is probably like in the back of his mind, knowing that at any second his starting position is going to get pulled. Yeah. I thought Calabria had like a subpar for his standards. I thought he was still very, still, I, I rate him very highly. I think he was pretty good, but I thought he had a subpar performance um, against Pettis. You know, you know who was kept really quiet? Theo. Well, he didn't, he play. didn't play. Yeah, he, was he didn't out. play. No, that's no, why they played. So I thought I saw he him. was kept real quiet. Yeah, I'm not saying it was real yeah. quiet because he had a red card um, in the previous game. No, yeah. Well, my my thing going back to Ben Asser comment, it's like the one problem with him is that he's not stayed healthy. Like even back to his Empoli days, he's not stayed healthy. But I think like that's a good point about Kessie and Tonali being super similar. And I think if you're Milan, like investment wise, you have to let Kessie like go and favor Tonali if that's what it comes to. But like. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think that Tonali, a lot of people, like, just because he's from Brescia and just because he looks like Pirlo are expecting him to be this, you know, guy who's going to play the ball out of the are they, way back. Are they still having that comparison? Because I felt like after last season that they I think didn't people have that are starting to realize that, like, and I think he's, like, closer to, like, Gattuso than he is Agreed. to Pirlo. And, like, he's different than Gattuso because I think, like, he already has probably a better distribution game than Gattuso ever did. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that that definitely hurt him and probably affected him at points. But I think Ben Acer is more that guy, mm-hmm. and he's more important to have in the team. Um, but I, th- I think, like, 
the more I watch into, the more I'm like, they need to resign Brozovic. If they oh let my Brozovic God, yes. go, it's it's because I mean, like Barella can't work without that guy mm-hmm. to, to to protect. Also, a player that does what Brozovic does in the position that he does is worth fifty to sixty million dollars on on the on the market right now. Right, and and, and then and they just need to pay him. They pay the man. Like, he's worth every penny. He's been there from the beginning. Well, you're the one that raved about Marotta, you know, getting in all these long-term contracts. and He's the only one left. Do you, Is there any rumor? Do you know anything that have been the only circulated? One, the only thing that possibly could happen is Spurs. With Conte? With Conte. That's the only one that... Yeah, but would he similar. want to go to the Premier League, though? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think that game fits paycheck him. gets you. Yeah, the, yeah you know? but that's the thing. But the, the and this paycheck. is his prime, right? Yeah. So I think Inter needs to pay him. Desperately. No, I think so too, because if, if he walks, who do you bring I mean, we place? gave, you know, Ballon d'Or bound Lautaro a, a pretty hefty contract. Yeah, but that was last year when he was actually decent. Yeah, but no, but I paid him this year. And, and don't let it, like, I mean, don't forget that Barella is now 2026 with Inter. That's like, a great that's extension. A yeah, he's there And Bastoni resigned as well. Morata, best, he's, he's the best. Um, best point director. What, I think, what do football. you make of Bastoni? Because, like, whenever I watch him, I'm never like, wow. I'm like, he's good. He is a... So people are like are always trying to compare him with like the other defenders, right? I think he's so much like Bonucci. And, and, but I'm, I, he's better defensively than Bonucci. Um, he's, a be, he's an incredible ball distributor. Inter have been much more consistent, def, consistent defensively recently because Bastoni has been back in the starting lineup. He tinkered with like... Um, with, uh, oh my goodness, DeMarco, with DeMarco at that yeah, left center at the back. Left center back yep. um, I think Bastoni there, you know, he's got decent pace. You'll see him. I, I think on, on the Barella, I believe on the Barella scoff, that's Bastoni's cross. Yes. Uh, like Bastoni will get forward. He can move the ball. He can pass the ball. I, I'm i curious to see how he would look like in a two. I think he's, I, he, I think he played for the under 21s in a two next to Mancini. Yeah. But I think... Um, in a three, he's proven to me that he's already a better one-on-one defender than than. Can you can you make Bonucci. a comp to him to like a Chadby? No, I think he's a better ball distributor. And he's more mobile. A he's definitely a better ball distributor. Better ball distributor. doesn't have that. No. So one thing for Bastoni that I find really interesting is, yeah, he's a defender, but when he's in the attacking third with the ball, he's not uncomfortable. No, like he knows. No, he, he knows two or three sure. options of what he should do. That's kind sure. of to me. That's just kind of like a symptom of like where soccer's that, heading. Though. Yeah, you know, like if you can't do that anymore like yeah. you you can't be out here being like Chiellini who's just like barreling forward with no skill anymore also let's not forget like the goal of the season last year for Inter supporters it was the ball from Bastoni to Barella that got the game winning goal and against that Juve. ball was beautiful it was it was perfect yeah. it was perfect and I think let's put it this way offensively he's already top level as a defender right I think defensively I would like to see a little bit more but I think he's 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 on the right track he's better than he is better than Delict right now I'll say it. I, I don't right, care. All right. I've, I've, That's fair. I mean, we're, not, we're not ridiculing you. The numbers prove it. Okay. Don't get defensive. We know who's your boy. Relax. Yeah. But, you know, we brought up Bonucci, and it's kind of where I want to segue this into. We want, I want to talk about the Juve Fiore game. Okay. We started with Mike with the there'd be. I want to start with you. You and I watched this. What are your initial thoughts of it? Juve can't score unless they're a man up. It's just the way it is. They, they look anemic offensively. They looked... Horrible. What do, you, what do you think is the issue? Of Morata, Morata, Morata. <laughs> that's Morata, the issue. Morata is literally born offside. But, but now, but like now he can't move from the offside. That, that, that's fair. But okay, you say that. Then what forward partnership do you put up there with? There, I think they need to start playing Kane. 
something. They, they, what about they, they what about Kulusevsky? What about what about, about Kulusevsky? Is one of the worst purchases that I've ever seen. They paid forty million dollars for a guy who cannot do anything except run in a straight line. And it's like you not, would love him. I think he'd thrive at Milan. So I, I saw that on Twitter, people saying that Milan should go for him, and I was like, please God, no. Were you really that against him? I really think I he's like not him good. No, as a player. I really the, think the, he's not good. So quickly transition off the topic, real quick. I think the best purchase for Milan would be Baradi as a winger. Sure. I, I like that. I think that the thing about Maldini, though, is that he's never going to want to pay Berardi. He's never going to want to pay the fee. He's never going to want to pay the player. Maybe it's appreciated because he's been at Sassuolo for so long. And he wants he to leave. He wants out. That's what I'm saying. So like, that that might that usually decreases the fee from what people are quoting as the market fee before they want. But, sorry. but uh, on the Juve game, I want you to say it. Did I... Who did I say was going to score in that game? Juan Cuadrado. I, I said it. I was like, Juan Cuadrado is the last said, guy I want with yeah. the ball. Especially with healthy legs. With healthy legs. He came on as a substitute. I was like, Cuadrado is going to score the goal. And what what happened? And, Fiore, and Fiore, Fiore aren't exactly great defensively. That, I, and, and it didn't help with the second yellow card to um, Milinkovic. I am yeah. not a Milinkovic fan. I never oh, have no, been. Cuarta is the better of the two. hundred percent. Cuarta... Proved to me Quarta, that Quarta had a hell of a game. He was incredible. I'm not going to lie, though. Part of the game I found very entertaining was once that red card happened, you, the whole bench was cleared. Yeah. Italiano was just like, all right, you, 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 get, get yeah. something done. He changed the whole system in a flat. And yeah. I think that's kind of what hurt that. Well, that's what I was about to say. Well, I don't know that it hurt them because I, I think, like, yes, Juve, like, struggled to score, but there were 10 men behind the ball at all times yeah. once it went down to 10 men. Like, they, they they were trying to break down like that Fiore wall for the entire rest of the game, and I think like the Cuadrado shot was lucky. It definitely it, deflected. It, right? it, it took a deflection and literally scampered by the goalie going yeah. the other way. Who was not Drogowski, by the way? The, it was the backup. That's why I didn't say a name. I knew I was going to get it wrong, so I didn't say the name. No, but I'm saying like I think Drogowski maybe even makes that save. You know, it was a perfect yeah. storm for for Juve, of course. In, it's always in, them. In, in, <laughs> in Juve Stadium, too, which, yeah, you know, of course. It, that, place, pretty, that place is rocking, too. For 65 minutes, Fiorentina thought with a better team. Yes. They were. And yeah. I think for they, it was an Allegri special. I was about to say, though, that like that's that's the most Allegri thing I've yeah. ever heard, right? Is It's like they nicked a 1-0 win in the like dying embers of the game somehow. They're mm-hmm. going to take three points. Undeservedly so. I think like other positives, though, for Juve, it's like Keza keeps looking good, you know? Yes, that's that's their one positive, I guess. Dybala has looked strong this entire Dybala, season. Dybala, I, I have to say, of the small uh, spotlights, spotlights, um, Dybala looked really good. More and more, though, with every passing game, there's no, there's no chance that they can trigger that option on Morata. That's just he's so bad. And you know what the thing about him too that gets me is it's like he it'd be one thing if it like he was just average and like you knew what you were gonna get, but he gets so in his own head. He's just in, like a prisoner of the moment in like not like the sense, you know, traditionally, but like he's just in his head. And if he's feeling good, I feel like he scores bags of goals. Yeah. But he's down, I think, 65% of the time. And he's putting the ball three meters wide on open nets and he's hitting the crossbar. And then if he scores, obviously he's offside. And like when he scored the offside goal this time, too, there was no doubt. He, like he, 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 he even just, knew he he's, he, yeah. he, he's a god damn it. But I. So I think Morata isn't an issue, but I don't think it's the issue with Juve. I think the midfield is still the, the issue. The, they I don't the defense. I don't look. You have you have you have you have Lucatelli. 
But they, I don't. First of all, I don't think he's looked good the past two games. No, I feel like he's not looked good. I think he's burnt out. I think that he's been well, there for like well, ten games. Well, and he I think McKinney, it. McKinney, the past two games has been the best midfielder. So, for you, so here's here's where my point is. Got him off that cheeseburger diet. My my issue, <laughs> my issue with the Juve midfield specifically, specifically is that they don't have that one midfielder like a Benacer that can break down a defense. But that was what Locatelli was brought in to do. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I think that you need. Well, look, I tell you, really wasn't known for that. Yes, as well, yes, though. he's a distributor. He's a yeah. he's a, he's a passing. But I'm saying like a guy that can actually go between the lines and actually create something. Yes, positional. That was what he was supposed and, to do. But then he realized he's got he's got Joe and Schmo next to him. Like he's burnt out. He I does, think he's yeah. got nothing about next next to him. I think the tough thing is it's like he has to play every game. Yeah. If he doesn't, the Juve midfield is, and like you saw it in Verona, like the guy was supposed to get the night off in a game that was not supposed to be that difficult. And it's like, go play 30 minutes. And like, it's all on you. Sorry guy. Yeah. He can't do that. He's like, although he's he's also coming off a Euro where he played spectacular. Also Arthur's coming back. So just be ready. Well, I like that is just no, it was a joke. It was a joke. (laughs) Everyone's getting Rabio. I mean, the whole midfield's a joke. It's just a, Robbie was just another guy that just runs a lot, and even then he kind of doesn't know where he's I going. Think there's like, what is the the wage gap between Juve, Inter, and Milan? It's like three hundred million away from Milan, two hundred million away from Inter. It's like that wage bill is insane. I, I don't know how more heads haven't rolled. That's that's the most beyond thing. Too. Well, that's because Agnelli yeah. has his team, and he like yeah. likes his team, and his his boys are gonna stay his boys. Yeah, I just. Like Juve, it's just they they can't break down anybody, and like that's my big thing. It's like, yeah, you could blame the forwards, but it's like if the forwards aren't getting great, you know, balls in from the midfield or getting easier opportunities to get into space, that's an issue. But I will say they have the best home jerseys in Serie A right now. I think that their third kit's pretty dope. The black, uh, like Torino, the, like techno kit. It's like Which black one? and it's got yeah, the it has pink, like the, the yeah, it has like the pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's like it's it's uh, inspired by like techno music in Torino or something <laughs> crazy like that. That one's a dope one. I like you, the home jersey. They went back to like the yeah. original. Like, th- thank you. Finally, Every, everyone's been saying it for so long. You know what I love is it's like these teams will like go with like some dumb design, like the Milan kit this year, and then like next year, sure enough, they're gonna go back to like a simple like these are straight stripes. <laughs> And everyone's like, "Wow, it's so clean. It's beautiful." Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, Inter, you get, you guys have these like snakeskin. Listen, they've done this so many times. I've never, I, I refuse to buy any of like the snake. So, what do you? So, again, to kind of go off topic again, what do you hate more about the Inter jerseys, the jerseys themselves or the emblem? What do you mean by the emblem? The new emblem that they have this year. I don't mind the emblem. I hate the sponsor. I was gonna say the sponsor is the ugliest part Pirelli. of the entire jersey. Yeah. Yeah, Pirelli was so. Clean. I think the I think the jersey this year with the Pirelli would have looked hot. The but snake, the snake skin. No, no, no. The the blue and the blue. The, yeah, the, the blue with like the black, the white one. Tips. I don't like the blue. You know one what? You know what bad. though? Like if you're in Milan, like you can buy the Inter kit without the sponsor, and it's like it's pretty sexy. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It's really nice without the sponsor. But the minute you put the, that sponsor, <laughs> ugly man. Hey, listen, I don't mind it because they're paying thirty million dollars a year to to sponsor, and God knows we need the money. Yeah. So. But I I also want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on Fiore. You know, is 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 this kind of realization that they're still going to be just considered a mid table side? Are they part of the Sette Sorelli yet? Like, what do you guys think about Fiore right now? I think everyone like 
first few games of the year, and because it's like Italiano, they're playing a better style, was like, wow, this team could qualify for Europe. I was one of those, yeah. And they just can't. <laughs> like, there are too many better teams. Like, we're going to talk about Roma, and like, Roma's struggling, but still better. On paper, yeah. Lazio's they're, they're, better. Yeah. You And this is like, look, like, the sad reality is it's like, Juve's better right now. Yeah. Um, I think Fiore's building still, but like... They're going to get a huge cash injection from Vlaovic. So we'll see how they. Well, so I want to transition to that as well. So, you know, there's another game where you, Juve put him in, in their pocket. I didn't, Vlaovic didn't do anything. Did you think in this it was game. a penalty when Vlaovic went down? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think I that would have been harsh. I don't want that to be a penalty. I agree. You no, know? yeah. and like I could see in Italy that being a. But penalty. But I would have loved as like payback for the penalty that Juve got. <laughs> <into> <laughs> if they, if they no, it's it's not a penalty. See, my issue for this it's that you know results like this where one he because you see him where he's making these runs and he's getting absolutely no service again partially because the defense is kind of built to stop him as best as possible. But also this adds to the frustration where he's like, okay, does this then bring down the market price for him? That's what I'm concerned about. I found my player comp for Vlaovic. Fernando Torres. Where though? He can take the ball from the top of his own box and just bulldozer down the side of the field. You know about Fernando Torres at Liverpool though? Liverpool. Okay. Oh my God, Chelsea, really? No, That's an insult. Well, he, he, kind, he kind of did get reborn at Atletico <laughs> no, for a bit. Not. No, he didn't. No, no, uh, no, like inter- like the size, the strength, he's the skill. He's not as fast. He's he's pretty quick. He's quick, but I feel like Torres will. Like, Torres' top speed was prime, ridiculous. He was, was as sure. fast, was as fast as a winger. Ter- I'm talking about like the combination of size and speed. I thought Vlaovic, Vlaovic reminds me a lot of Fernando Torres. Um, yeah, I think he got put. I think they put him in his pocket. I think he had no service. Also, like Mike said this on one of the earlier pods, like Fiorentina. Was fighting for rele- like fighting in relegation zone, like two of the last three years or something. Yeah. Like that. So, if they fall like 10, 11th, like that's a good, that's a that's a that, lot of that's comparatively a good season. Yeah, I think top ten is a massive success for them, and Agreed. then you build on that from next year. Yeah. I Agreed. think like next year is going to have different opportunities. I think Agreed. like you have to see where the cards you know that are dealt for next year are, but I think like top ten should be their target. But I th- I think also kind of maximizing Vlavic's output because you want to inflate that market price as much as possible. Because right now they're quoting of yeah, all they're teams, kinda in a they're, weird they're, spot. they're quoting Arsenal of all teams getting for eighty million euro. That's Fabrizio reporting too. I know no, it's a uh, Demarzo, I thought. No, I thought it was eighty million feels low for either him. one is rec- reputable. That's what I'm saying. Like it's two very reputable sources, but you know, 80 million does seem low, but when you look at the numbers that he's had if this La- year. Vlaovic's name were like Vlaovicino or something like that, and he's from South America, <laughs> he's a 150 million euro player. And I'm convinced. Well, at one point, Lautaro was quoted at what, 120? Something. To crazy. go to Barca? Yeah, Barca wanted him, right? Yeah. So close. You know, you know that, that should have been the telltale moment right there when Barca wanted him, that it was like, this guy's not that good, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's going to flop. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, Barca would have paid with bubble money. So, you know. Hey, listen, we also could have sold Icardi for $80 million. You sold him for 75 though. What's up with that guy now? Like, he he had the whole falling out on Instagram. With well, him and Wanda. Well, yeah. Wanda had the ultimate payback. She took a picture with Maxi Lopez and their kids on oh, Instagram. Maxi, don't do it. I don't do think that's it. her. Don't do it. I don't think that's her. No, the, it, there were multiple outlets saying that that was Wanda. And I think they actually, she actually tagged Mato Icardi in it. I think that's what I if oh. Maxi Lopez does that, man, no, I he's think never learned. I think it was just as like, oh, you want to come see the kids? See, I thought thing. it was a picture of Maxi Lopez and his current family. Oh, 
This is this is like it's like legit soap opera stuff. It is, but it's Galano. Great. Galano eats this up because he doesn't do with this anymore. Because oh, Mad I Mad love it now. I used to anymore. hate it. I used to. I couldn't stand it. So I'm glad we talk, talked about a card because I want to transition to the guy who was in charge of kind of taking the car, captain's armband away from him and kind of getting him out of Milan with Spalletti and his Napoli. Oh my god! What a tough, tough result this Sunday. As a guy who watched the whole game. During my anniversary, my girlfriend, I told her, like, no, one to three is my time. For the pod. For the pod. <laughs> I I was very, very disappointed in Napoli. I thought their midfield looked relatively flat. And one major concern is without Koulibaly in that defense, they're shambolic. They have no shape. They have no organization whatsoever. Defense, I'm talking about. Not in terms of, you know, getting it out of the back. And that's a bigger concern because AFCON's two months away. And Kulabai is going to be out for at least two to three weeks at AFCON. Well, that's what you get, Aurelio, when you don't spend. Agreed. No, fair. No, but that's what I'm saying. But this is this, and, and like this is like the crazy thing about Napoli for me is that for the past like decade, whenever they've challenged, you've been like on paper that starting eleven <laughs> is better than anyone starting eleven in Italy. But once they get injured, they're gone, and yeah. that like you know like it, that's what happens every single time. Is it's like they they break into it's like oh like Milic is gone. Now what they can't score any not that they can't score, but yeah. like they like as soon as you get into that bench and it's been this way for a decade, you you just see that team crumble. Yeah. I, Juan Jesus was resurrected from wherever he was. I don't even know where he was pre Napoli. I don't know if you're still at Rome or if he went somewhere else before that. Looked horrible defensively. He he didn't know how to defend. He's gonna split these boys. I know. No, I know. Just like Nangolan for Zagnolo. You're making this about you. Stop. I'm it. just saying. Stop it. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I I think like before like we get too much into like what happened with Napoli, right? Like one one, you know, they didn't lose. That's important. And like Tudor came in, and I think like nobody, nobody was like, this is a good appointment. Like I think a lot of people were like, Mazzari should have gotten that job. And before that, I think a lot of people were saying Granieri should have got the job. But Tudor has come in. He's killed and it. And he's killing it. Giovanni Simeone looks like a freaking god Simeone amongst boys. Simeone can't stop scoring. Like they've yeah. nicked points off of... Well, they beat Juve really handedly. Yeah, it was 2 nothing, and they should have won 2-0. Like, the 2-1 the was a so, glory point to Juve. I think Napoli... I'm much more patient on Napoli than I think you are. I think they kind of had the perfect storm where you have Verona coming in. They're a team that loves to play with their back against the wall. Like Tudor even said, he goes, I have a lot of young guys that train really hard. He goes, I can't train stars. Yeah, I have to yeah. train kids. I remember, like yeah, this. I saw the, I saw the and article. And I think they also had a referee that was going to swallow the whistle. And he did. And in that midfield, players were getting absolutely bullied around. And I think Spalletti's at fault because that's a game custom made for the mountain man. Yeah, they sh- they should have put it in Patania earlier on because that guy that that's how you beat that team. Like Inter were able to get through because they had Zeko, right? And then they had Correa playing off him. But yeah. you need somebody to kind of take the brunt of the physicality against that team because Tudor is going to run the team into the ground and go after you. So if you're not if you don't have a referee that's going to let players play and it's okay to let the fat like yeah. kind of I, I thought his midfield appointments were bad too because I don't think that's a game for Fabio and Ruiz no it's not I think Zielinski you can make a case for it this, that was in Gisa's game to kind of really be like okay I'm going to be the driving force in midfield I think it would have it should have been him Deme and either Zielinski they're getting punished for really awful awful jerseys 
Oh my god, those were so bad. ugly. They were they, they were so cool. bad. Yeah, but you know, I think this Armani thing is like shocking because it's like I was expecting these jerseys to come out and just be fire. I'm not gonna lie. All all, no, the the custom ones, like the Maradona ones, I don't like. The blue ones, I, the regular home jerseys, I like a lot with the dark blue accent on the shoulders. Those I like a lot. The Halloween ones were a little different. Those were those were awesome. they were they were okay. They weren't horrible. Those were weird. But the, the 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 faux uh, faux Argentina ones that they wore like last season, those, are, those, those were dope. One. Those were that was a sexy yeah. jersey. But, it doesn't fit me. But it's, <laughs> to, to, to go back to the team, like I'm looking at this at this midfield, and I'm looking at Spalletti, where it's like this was a game that if you won, it would make his team like okay, we're here to actually contend. Here you're still in this no man's land of like I don't know if this team when their backs against because you know Verona took the lead in that game. I think it's I think like it's this is another scenario where it's like if you if you like look at it from not the perspective of like a Napoli fan, right? If you're looking at it, it's like I think it's a bigger result for Verona than it is for Napoli. And I think that it's like it's another one of these scenarios where it's like, yeah, like you're gonna drop some points, you know, like and like a one one result's good. And like don't forget that Osiman hit post and almost like yeah. took the game. And Politano really, really just broke I forget who it was, but broke that. Well, dude's no, ankles. So, no, so I no, I, I looked at it. He actually didn't break his ankles. The well, guy's foot got stuck in the is in, that what in the grass <sighs> and he twisted it. And then that's how Politano got so open. Because I saw I was like Paul Tonner doesn't have those moves to break ankles. Like, at least from the Inter days, I didn't think he had those moves to break yeah, ankles. Like I don't think so. It I was right. fluid, though. That was a, that was a dope Oh, yeah, no. It looked like it was planned, but it definitely wasn't. But I think, like, you know, putting it into perspective, like, you know, going back to, like, the results that Verona has, like, they beat up on Lazio 4-1. And they're an own goal away from taking a point off of Milan as well. So, like, yeah. they're making the league leaders look like they can't beat them. And, like... That's classic Catinacho stuff, and that's the way that they like to play. So I think it's a tough game, and you put it into that perspective. It's disappointing because Napoli have at that point won all but one game. Yeah, but I think it's it's not it's it's not a devastating result. Like I think like Inter has more to feel bad about in their draw than Napoli does in theirs. That's fair. Yeah, I guess. But I, I, again, I just still I think there's concerns, especially you know, Koulibaly missing time is the biggest one. Yeah, I we. I mean, but you have to, like I understand why he did it because Koulibaly, not Koulibaly, Koulibaly, <laughs> he has played a lot of games this season. I think he's only missed aside from this one one other game. I think it was in Europe. Every other game he's played, um, Insignia I thought was relatively ineffective. He was Insignia. He was Insignia. <laughs> he was just being normal. Yeah, he was being normal. But I, again, I think. You know, as the games come thick and fast, that there are going to be some rotation issues that you have with this team, and I think that's why when I said in the last pot, I don't think like I was high on them at the beginning of the season, but now I'm just I think Milan are better suited of the two to win the Scudetto. See, but this is why I go back to Inter because I'm like I, I was saying just out of Milan or Napoli right now because I, of the top two. I think that like I think Milan's depth is is similarly bad. Um, I think Inter is the only team in like the top four right now that has like a ton of depth. Atalanta is a weird one because like you feel like they could just plug who, yeah, like some every, random kid in and it'll like know exactly yeah, what to every, do. Yeah, every every other every like time they go out, you don't know which Atalanta you're gonna get. Um, well, they're hurt. They're beat up right yeah. now. Yeah, but I think I think like. The defense for Napoli has like been it's another one of these like ten year issues. Like when have they ever had a defense when you've been like, that could get the job done over thirty eight <laughs> games? Like never. Well, now I pose a question to you. Is Verona becoming what Sassuolo was known as as like the giant killer? No. You don't think so? 
This is a temporary. I think you also get like you know like Tudor is doing like the well, new coach like the new yeah, coach spark. Up yeah, to it. it's a hell like, of a bounce, but yeah, it's it's a t- it's a ton. But like, let's see where they're at this time and like like when we're going through the the calendar again. And I think like teams figure out how to break this right. Like this is going to be like one of these like they've got a wall and then like someone's going to have the aha moment mm-hmm. and then you're going to watch, you know. Everything like fall down for two. And he was also like, keep in mind, like he was brought in to stop this from a relegation race. These guys are sitting on like something like they're in tenth right now. Yeah, they have they what, have sixteen like, points 16, right yeah. now. They have sixteen points. It's like he's doing his job. Like that man, he probably won't last because Verona is that type of place. Yeah, but uh, so Mike, I gotta I gotta go to you for this one because the team that's currently above Verona is Bologna. You and the man to your left, Galano, said that. Mihalovic is not a great manager, but in their last string of results, the exact words were awful manager. You said awful person. Both, both. It's it's <laughs> plausible for both. I'm not saying that that's not plausible, but I mean, Mike, you might be eating your words on this one. Like, what, what do you think about what's happening with Bologna so far? I thought that they'd be deep in the relegation race at this point. This is like, I mean, like they sold their best defender to Arsenal and. Mark, Tomiyasu, I, yeah, Tomiyasu, mm-hmm. like in, he's in killing it. Market. He's killing it in the EPL. Yeah, he's doing well. But like, I I thought that this was a team that wasn't going to have any kind of firepower. How they have eighteen points is beyond me. I I really look at this and I like I, I the most I know of Sinisa is from the banter era days when he coached <laughs> Milan, and I'm like I don't know how this man coaches a team to get this many points because it never happened with Milan. But um. I don't have much to add other than that. This is this might this is like up there as one of the bigger shocks to me in Serie A as a whole. I don't I didn't think that this team would compete at all. I think my biggest criticism of Sinisa is always like Bologna has a very good team on has a good team on paper mm-hmm. and is well run organization that is being ruined by a coach. I think <laughs> to be honest, I think it's a scenario where the team is winning in spite of the coach. I, I that's what I think it is. To be honest, I think the team is just outperforming the coach. That's it. Okay. That's my explanation for yeah, it. That tells me a little more toxic. Okay. No, I listen. I, I hope Bologna does well. Well, I got nothing against them. Another team that you might make the case for that the manager is ruining them is Roma, in my opinion. No. Roma, no. My, my question to both of you, and we'll start with Galano because Galano has an, an unwaverable way, an unwavering <laughs> affinity towards. Jose Mourinho because of the tripleta that you guys won way back in 2009, 2010. Also, I thought his uh, now, never back, uh, not, no, never back down. The, what's Spurs? it called? All or nothing. All or nothing Spurs. Let's not talk about that. Um, Galano, is Mourinho on the hot seat right now? Your personal opinion. Uh, probably. Given it's Rome. The, it's, it's exactly it's it. Rome. I, wrongfully in my mind i think there are so many structural problems with that rome with that roma squad with that roma team i think i was thinking about this earlier i'm like okay if they were to fire Mourinho, like who are they gonna bring in honest to god not a bring bigger back, name they can't they can't bring in a they bigger can't name. bring in a better name first of all he sells nuno spirito santo what are you talking about yeah <laughs> that but like honest like who's available pierlo fonseca <laughs> You bring back Fonseca. So then, what, then, then, then what was the point of firing him? No, exactly. I, I, I thought that they gave Fonseca more time than they would, though. Like, sure, and I'm hoping that they do the same with Mourinho. That team, that team, I think has been a little unlucky. I, I, I think that defense is probably the most shocking part because that's Mourinho's kind of bread and butter. That's usually good with the defense. Yeah, 
and it's been shockingly subpar. Um, I have to say, I am a big Mourinho kind of critic, but I have to say, them going forward is actually interesting. Is that it's, it's entertaining to watch it's with Pelle, with Pellegrini pulling the strings? It's a very entertaining Listen, team to watch. They lost the derby, which hurts, but they lost the derby without their captain and their best player. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so that's one thing. Second thing is, it's like. You know, they're in Europe. The team is not uh-huh. that big. They they're still- losing to teams in Europe that you've they're never heard of. 6-2 yeah. to a farmer True. team. True. Listen, All I got to say. But we also have like like Ancelotti losing to, to what's it called? Um, sheriffs. The Sheriffs. Yeah, that's so, like, Champions It League. happens. It's Champions it League, happens, though. You know? I, listen, you gave him a three-year deal, I believe. Let, because if you, let's put it this way. He's much better on your bench than paying him, and he's not on your bench. So, how long do you give him? I'm with them. I'm going to give him two years. This year, you give him two years. I'm giving him this year and next year. Not not all of next year. Let's see how his performances are next. I need. He needs to have a year with a team. Let's see him with a year. Okay. I think he should last this year because there's no better. I think he's getting through this year. I mean, part of that's like it's like. What do you do if you fire him? I agree. Yeah, you're you're no man. They had some bad coaches. I mean, like Francesco when he came over was. Just miserable. You say in that in Serie A, yeah, but in Champions League, he got them all the way to the Champions League semifinals. He's still an awful coach. Yeah. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's a good coach. I'm just saying, you know, but technically. I, I think, like, all things considered, it, like, no one thought Roma was ever going to make it through that. And I think that, like, ro- any rational Roma fan would be like, I'd rather have taken top four that year than that run. Like, yeah. that run was cool, but it ultimately, like, amounts to, like, nothing. Um,. I think that he has to make it through. I think that he's like playing somewhat interesting soccer. The defense will come together eventually. Yeah. I think he got robbed in the in the Juve game. I think. No, I 100% agree with that. I thought Roma were the better team in that, but Juve, they tied or Juve won that game? They won. It's always them. I th- I think won. that I think Milan didn't outplay them that well. I I think like the Milan game was closer than I thought Milan outplayed them. Too. I thought I thought I thought I, the, I, thought, the, I thought the two one was a justifiable. No, score. I think it, I think that they should yeah. have lost, but I think that it wasn't like a huge goal. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the worst game that I've seen Roma play. If I'm being honest, they they looked dreadful that game. I thought Milan didn't look great, but it was more just like they were the lesser of two evils in that game. What do you? What's your take on Tammy right now? I like him. I really like him as a player. I, I, like, I like him a lot too. He's definitely... He's not scoring. He's not scoring, but you can see where it's like him and Zaniolo as a duo are scary. Did you, did you guys see that picture of Zaniolo? Like where he posted like the, the before and after? He's a child, but continue talking about him. He is him. a child. But and also like, how are you going to play winger with that body? Uh, that, that, that's that's exactly the point. It's like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Listen, Mourinho wants to go to like a 1-1 up top. I think that makes a lot of sense because Tammy, I think one of his great abilities is to link up and to bring people yeah. into, the, into the game. He's also huge. He's incredibly tall. I didn't, I didn't know. How, I thought he was tall, but like he's a big sick. physical presence. So, like, so that, that I, like was, I don't think they can get much better. Yeah. That was my big surprise with Tam. It's like, okay, they brought him in. How was going to transition to city? Ah, but I'm looking at it. He's transitioned. Great. Like he's, yeah, he's not scoring a lot, but again, he's causing problems aerially. You know, back to goal, he's causing issues for defense. And I thought oh, it was he's going, not the problem. No, I'm not <laughs> saying no, 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 no. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying like I'm generally impressed. And even though he's a Chelsea, he's a Chelsea product, like he's re- he's really impressed me with how he's played so far. He's You're just these. saying that because he wanted Arsenal. <laughs> this is all a long play yeah. for Marco. <laughs> no, forget no, forget Vlavic. I don't want Tammy. I want Vlavic. It's it's all. Listen, you're right. I am thinking the that problem head. with that Roma team is that that defense is shambolic. 
that it, team. Yeah. Ibanez has days where he looks like he's reading the game perfectly, and then he does like two boneheaded mistakes. You're like, what who's, the hell are you doing? It's him and Mancini. Time? They play two at the back. They play two at the back. It's him and Mancini. Uh, the right back is right and left back. Karsdorp, like, and the left one is Vigna. Yeah, Vigna is a not professional soccer player. Yeah, like, but they've been yeah. putting in in like spurts. Sure. Karsdorp is another but, is a Monchi holdover, yeah, but but we also know that once Spinazzola gets back to full health, he's going to be sure. But Monchi's yeah. a, but that's a year, you know. Like, yeah, that's, that's no. They said they injury. said it, they said it's like second half of the season. Uh, he might, he might do not he, rush that man. Back. Yeah, that no, guy needs I'm, all the time. But I'm, saying, I'm not. Achilles, I'm not saying Achilles right. Torres yeah. Achilles. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying that's what's been reported. Again, nothing I'm saying uh, is what I think should happen. Listen, Roma's got that bad juju about them. Like yeah. injuries galore. Like Zoniolo tore both knees. Like they got. Rest Pinozola. I'd be surprised if he comes back the rest of the year. Um, I don't think he should. I don't think it's worth it, right? Because if you're not yeah. going to compete like for anything serious, it's just like, let the fucking guy yeah. recover. And he also, needs it. Left back's not their biggest problem. No. I, I've i railed against Mancini as a center back my entire... I was about to say, Mancini's the most overrated player Agreed. in Italy, potentially. Because he's an Italian center back. On Roma. On Roma. So, so yeah. the thing is, it's, it's the same thing with Zaniolo. It's like, Zaniolo is really great, but like, if Daniolo were on Juve, right, people would be like, he's he's good. You know, like, maybe he's not, like, that tier player. Because he's on Roma, and people are like, he's the next one. Like, they like talking about him like he's Baggio, too. Well, well they're, saying, they're just trying to <laughs> compare him to Totti. Wait, yeah. Wait, yeah. Does, does Mancini remind you of, like, um, uh, an older... Uh, Someone who was really hyped up as a center back oh, at Roma, here we go. who, here we who go. I think was it sold always comes back for twenty million to go to Milan. Thirty, the bench. thirty million, thirty million. Sorry, what, what oh, was I saying? Okay. Don't get your number. But how's Nangolan doing, by the way? Yeah, we sold the. <laughs> hey, he got he secured Champions League that year. More than I can say about Zaniolo. Well, Zaniolo's been hurt. I, I think I think your boy. I think like if like if you look at it like in like in a vacuum and you're like they've got fewer points than they did at this point yeah. with Fonseca, it's bad. But if you look at the actual table, they're not yeah. that far out of anything, right? They're sitting on they're, nineteen. Yeah, they're three points out of fourth. Right, and I think like that's striking distance. And like Mourinho's a guy who can can inspire players. I think a little bit better. Pro- Probably not in the long run. We've seen that. Yeah, and Roma's had a tough schedule so far. They definitely they, have. They've, they've, they've played a lot of they've, teams. We yeah. all say this, and we know that they're, they're just totally capable of winning the, the Coppa Italia this year. Yeah. Man. Right? Put Mourinho in a tournament and just watch, watch, see what happens. You never Do know. Do you think he'd be a good international coach? I think no. he'd be the worst international no. coach ever. Yeah, because he, 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 I'm not saying he's like, he's not Conte skill. I think he's kind of like a Conte where he needs total autonomy. To like bring in players, establish a system, really deal with no bullshit. And at the international level, you really can't bring in players because you're only dealt with such a small pot to begin with. I um, also think like he'd want that Portugal job so badly. He would ruin it. He'd ruin yeah. that team. That team well, that team already plays very defensively. It's ruined already. That team is a sham too. Well, that was because but that's, what, that's so much attacking know, talent. No, it's I like, know. Struggle to score goals. That Portuguese team is still stuck in the ways from the Euro 2016 because that's how they won the tournament. No, I, so that, I get it. They kept thing the same coach. Like, they're, they're like same coach, same system. It won us the Euro. It can win us on the tournament. I love that because it's, it's it's like. So exactly what Italy did after oh, 2006. Yeah, 100% it is. 2006, like, 2008, 2010. Ago. Like it was somehow like even worse. Like, because it's like, at least like you look at Italy and it's like, all right, and that, they got through like Germany. They got through France. Like they beat like good teams. You look at that, like that nonsense Euro win. And it's like, they went to penalties with 
Wales. Like, and that alone, I mean, that was a crazy... That was a semi-final, right? Yeah. Wait, they got to fix the format of the Euros. <laughs> but also, also, like, to further distinguish the two, like, Italy's talent bucket got significantly worse after 2006. Yes. The Portugal's talent bucket... I think, I think the, the team is more talented today than it was the year they won the... 100%. The 100%. That team yeah. is nasty. That team front... They didn't have Bruno. Yeah, they didn't have Bruno. They didn't have... Bruno. Fernandez. Fernandez. Renato's. Uh, you know him as Penandas. Yeah, there Penandas. Yeah. Um, Ruben Diaz. As Ruben a Diaz. Yeah. Like, Joao Cancelo. Like the, the second best player <laughs> on that team, I think, was Nani. <laughs> Yo, Nani oh, on his day, though. Or Ricardo Cavallo. Don't forget Quaresma. Or who, who was this? Ricardo Quaresma. Into it's legend. Into legend. legend for, for a <laughs> hot second. The, one of the pl- there are two players that I will for, forever in my head associate with Inter. One of them is Diego Milito, right? Il, Il Principe. The other one is Rodrigo Palacio. He will. He's the, <laughs> he's the face God, of Inter in my goddamn rad tail. Yeah, not Zanetti, you know, an actual icon. No, no, no. He chooses those. I don't know who that is. I'm saying P- Palacio is the absolute face of the banter. Wait, when not, I, not even Balotelli. When, when I when I think about the Milan banter, era, oh. <laughs> I think of Mexes. No, not Mexes. Is it Mexes? The center back. The center back. Yeah, Maxis. Yeah, Maxis. Yeah, Maxis, who scored you that also insane had... bicycle kick. Yeah. 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 Or wasn't, it, wasn't it a Coppa Italia final? Something crazy. It was an like important that. match. I remember that. You had Maxis. You had Carlos Baca. Oh, my Jeremy God. Jeremy Menez is a personal Jerry Jeremy he's, he's, uh He's on Regina right now. Montolivo. Aquilani. Bertolacci has to be creme de la creme. Masakio. Musacchio. Musa- who was the center back that went? That's when- who you're thinking of, Musacchio. No, it wasn't Musacchio. Like, I think it was like Mendez or something like that. Yeah, he, the, really, I know, to kind of end the sidetrack, there was a game where it was the Madonina, which is Milan versus Inter, and Spalletti came in saying, we're going to man mark, except one guy when he has the ball. <laughs> we're going to make him play it out. He turned it over three times, back to he back to back, and it led to three like, really good chances for him. Gattuso was still the manager. It was Gattuso's first uh, Madonina. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, oh man. good times. But you know, Mourinho sentiment is that he's on the hot seat for the season so far. If I, you, I, if, I think he like, I mean, people in Rome are not happy, but I think that they're crazy to not be happy. Exactly. I think that they're not happy, but I think they're of the mindset where it's like we don't know how much worse they can, this can go. Like if you bring in someone new, like Mourinho guarantees you top eight, top seven. Yeah, I think. I, I think that this Roma team. Would you say that Lazio finishes better than Roma? I, I think, think I think Lazio finishes really, better. I, I think that that's an interesting one. I I just think Lazio play style wise are much better to go at teams than Roma. That's is. another team though with like one injury and it's like the system's broken. True. Also, he's not getting anything of Luis Alberto. True, and I think that's that's why I think they're gonna be better off. I think we haven't seen the best of Lazio yet. I think we've kind of seen what Roma's going to be like the rest of the year. They're going to have like purple patches, not going to have, you know, Pazza Roma. It's going to be like Pazza Roma. I really do that. I really do think that. I think Lazio, I see more of building with Lazio than I do with Roma at the moment. Yeah. And and they've already had like good pieces. They have Mike Vasavich, who's a good piece. They have um, a Cherry at the back, who's a good piece. They have uh, Immobile Gio, up top. Immobile. Who, and said, yeah, say what you will with Immobile on the national team. Oh, he's Immobile- a million penalties a year well he's, a, he's also a decent finisher though like, he's not horrible and also uh, also you know who looks reborn Philip Anderson I'm gonna bounce something oh. off of your guys' heads right here 
Because this is something that everybody on Twitter is going nuts about, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. But it is. It's the uh, what's his, what's his face? Um, Belotti is going to be moving on a free, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying Milan, and I, I just don't think it's worth it. Belotti is one of these guys who's like. He's a good lower level striker. Big fish and in a small you, pond. Yeah, I think it's exact, yeah. exactly like that. You're going to put him on Milan, and it's like he can't finish it all. Because remember when he was younger? Like when he was like he was 50 mil. Yeah. He was like 50 mil to. No, he's 50 mil. Now. Nobody could afford him. This is the thing. Is no, that, at like, that, no, at that point, because he was, he was up, up, the, up the top of the leaderboard Kaido, for scoring at the Kaido point. came out and was like, I'm not selling him for less than 100 yeah. mil. Oh, I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He was super heavy linked to either of the Milan teams. And neither one, everyone was like, that's a crazy amount of money to pay. And like, he was getting offers from abroad, but I think he died down. Well, I think he, I think he also wanted to avoid what happened to Immobile when he went to Dortmund, where he kind of had like, Cheeto just played like Cheeto. Yeah, he was just horrible. And then we came back and he just found a way to keep scoring. Um, See, I don't know which system he fits best at because I, He'll get more playing time at Milan because he'll be the number nine. Because you know you have Giroud and Ibra who are both gonna probably, who are old, you know? and like you know there's gonna be a lot of minutes to be to be gained from Belotti. But I don't think I think he's too small to fit that role that Milan want him to fit, and I think that he's not that great as a distributor. But I think he gets more playing time in the Milan system. I think he fits better in the Inter system. As not being the fo- maybe not even being the focal point like a Zeko, maybe he may be a better as a support striker. No, like I, I, no, I, I, I he, delegate to you two because you guys know the system's better. I think like if they had if Inter had Zeko like ten years ago when he oh was still past his prime, uh, <laughs> I think I think like I think a younger version of Zeko would like not. I mean Lukaku's I guess the perfect player for that, but if he'd we, be a good fit. If we had Zeko the year he tied Icardi for the Capocani yere. I think we'd be like four points clear right now. Perfect record then? Yes, I do. <laughs> I firmly believe that. But back to the Belotti question. I think Belotti, I would like him at Inter. They're not going to get him though. They spent that money on Correa. Um, Could you swap? Or maybe no, you sell assets? Torino doesn't have... I mean, What like, assets are we going to sell? You keep saying this and I yeah, have no idea who you, you're going to sell. Yes, but you just understand. Who like, are we selling? You can get rid of Sanchez. You can give Sanchez okay. to Torino. Those are just contracts that need to come off the books. Yeah, like, where no are we finding the money them. to pay Torino? Kai, not just Torino. Cairo. Who? How are we going to convince that psychopath to let go of his captain? I don't know. Yeah, we I don't. Mean, the we, only way out is on a free. Yeah, it's on a free. So we have to wait until next year. And even then, that's when it makes sense. That's when we can get rid of Alexis Sanchez and maybe like... the, the Exactly. Yeah. Um, but... I think at Milan would be pretty exciting. I don't know. I think I think the thing is, is, it's like if Milan can like save money on a fee and put that into a right winger, and then you have Belotti, Leao. I don't know what's gonna happen with Brahim. Brahim's on the team next year, but like long term, you guys. Yeah, I think you guys need to lock up Brahim. Here's the thing: the problem, and I don't want to. I, I I hate that to tie this back to Donnarumma, but like you don't have that many, like. Players that you can sell, you have the, you're in the same problem oh, with yeah. Inter. Like they're oh, yeah. they're well, if you could sell them, you just let them walk for fucking free. I guess exactly right? like like Kessier, you could sell. That's a sixty million euro player, a hundred percent. Kessier is probably the only player where you can sell where the team isn't that hurt by it because you have reasonable backups. Like you think about the Milan players that could fetch a high premium. Theo, you you definitely don't have a replacement for that guy. 
he wasn't there. And Kalulu and Torre looked awful at that left back spot. So you don't have a replacement there. Um, you can't get rid of Calabria. I you think can't get rid of Calabria. Crazy either. fee, but same issue. I also think Tomori you can't worse. get rid of. Kyer doesn't yeah. really have a value. Tomori will be gone at some point. Like I think Probably. at some point he's going to be like England. I've I, done think, it. I think I want to go back. Yeah, to England. England's going to. It's going to be the same sure. Lukaku situation where he wants but to call him back. Both your strikers are over the age of 40, 50, 60, Some would say. Um, not if you Salamakers. Let's be honest, not really. Leao, you potentially could sell, right? If he becomes more of a consistent finisher, yeah. Exactly, but that's two players that you could sell that you have some sort of support behind. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to find the money? I mean, the benefit for you is that you don't have consistent Champions League revenue priced into your business right. model Right, so that's, yet. that's what that's I was going to say, is like they're banking on this Champions League exactly. money. I think, like, also, like, if they... I don't think that they should sign Ibra back, but that's a big contract coming off the books. Seven mil a year, net. Yeah, but who do you who do you get then to add back up to the front line? Well, I think, like, that's part of... that's, that's well, Colombo looks pretty decent in Serie B from, like, what I've heard, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, next year is also interesting with the midfield because they'll have Pobega back. Um, and Pobega's a good midfielder. I mean, like, he's serviceable enough. Pobega. Pobega, yeah. I'm not familiar. Oh, you're not deep on the Milan. He's like the Frank Nittleclean of Milan. Everyone's like, keep him, keep him. Oh, God. But no, I, th oh, I think that no. that's right. I think like Milan will end up with the move. It's not the player that I want. I think like Milan, real Milan would be going after a player like of Tammy's caliber. Because I think like Tammy's struggling, but I think he's good. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the type of striker you also need to have if you ever. Yeah, and you have a midfield that can provide service to the forward. Like yeah. your, your midfield is good at. Getting your attacking players options. I just the 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 Brahim thing is just it's it's the Morata situation the first time around all over again, because Inter's going to trigger. I'm not. I'm sorry. Real's going to trigger the option, and then Milan's just going to be screwed. And it sucks because Brahim, like last year, he would have been like, I don't care if he comes back, but right now he looks pretty bright. Like I think he didn't have a great game because the inter midfield inter midfield locked him up. But he's a guy who I think like brings yeah, and also, a lot of creativity. If you look at that Real Madrid midfield, they have a lot of aging players on that team. You have Modric, who's I think 36 now. You have Cruz, who's in his 30s now. You have Asensio, who doesn't have a knee. Well, he's not a midfielder. <laughs> they play him as a winger. Uh, they don't play him. Like He's just, he can't. That's that's one of the saddest things. That dude you know, had so yeah. much talent. You know, you know what would be crazy? If you guys, if you guys lose Brahim, but you bring in Isco. Oh man, I've been the I've been the biggest like Isco bandwagoner for like I my think, entire I th life. I think, I think Isco with the new start, and I think in like if Louis just obviously it's not a swap because Real owns both players, but if I think Isco's contract is up soon, I think he's this season or next season. I think instead of yeah, he'd be a good player. That's what I'm saying. I think that if you put him literally in the Brahim role that he currently has now, I think Isco can thrive in that system. How old is that guy now? He's, he's 28, 29, 29. What a handsome man. <laughs> He's the, he's the most look Spanish great. looking Spanish. Would look great in red and black. He would. He would. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When he, when he first burst onto the scene at Malaga, I was like, okay, whatever. So nasty. And then I saw him at Real. I was like, this guy's disgusting. Like this guy. He's very good. He added to that midfield perfectly. Yeah. It was it was a perfect. And now he doesn't he's play anymore. That's the Real special. Brahim, yeah. He's a different player than Oh, Brahim. yeah. But him is more like will break through the lines, has the pace. He's yeah, I would say he's more. One thing does not have pace. Yeah. That would say Brahim. Again, maybe because he's younger, but he's got a lot more energy, a lot more, a lot more dynamism. He just got him. his first call for uh, for Spain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Spanish team. Like this is the last like tangent I'll make, but that Spanish team is so damn 
ready for the future. They're gonna win. They're gonna win another. Except World for Cup. one position, striker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's always them, right? Yeah. So, so Eastwood's contract ends the season. That's yeah. This so. might be a Bosman. Yeah, if you could Bosman, if you could Bosman Isco Belotti over, I think that that's like a crazy. Well, Belotti's not this season; it's next season. Oh, I think it's this year. It's this season. There's a next season. This season. He the meant summer. like to have him I mean, for the, the start. Oh, of the next okay, year. okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry for the confusion. Right. Yeah, that would be, and again, no transfer, just net contract. That that's a huge plus for you guys. Uh, Uva will find some way to <laughs> go get the Bosman. Oh, it's perfect. You mean yeah. you mean a player that doesn't run? Who's over yeah. the age of twenty eight? Who will be thirty next year? They have someone who plays the same position, so that's very Juve. It is a- only he were a right winger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right winger, you know he'd already have signed. So yeah, I think he that that was Allegri's guy. Yeah, it was so, always the link. It's always been the link. Apparently, the the year Allegri got got axed. Right, uh, he went into Agnelli's office and said, "Listen, like I want to revamp the team. The team's too old." Like. I want to, I want to re, not that it was too old. He, he goes, we need to rebuild. And the top player on the list was Isco. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and Agnelli was like, no, 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 no. The time is now. <laughs> Agnelli was He's like, 30. It's a perfect Juve age. On the, on the uh, Allegri's back, you know, it's, did you guys, did you, I, I just realized this this week. I mean, I realized it, right? I saw the update that I got on my phone from like Gazzetta, but he, Allegri's the third most winning manager in Juve history behind Lippi and Trapattoni. Uh, He's going to catch Lippi. And like, if he plays out the, the rest of this enormous contract, he might catch I don't Trapp. think he's anywhere near the caliber of those coaches. No, but I mean... I think you, it's you, you're saying just Juve in general, guys. not not an overall set. Yeah, you're no, saying just Juve, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. which is also crazy to think about, like how many times, like how many, uh, how much time he spent at Juve, and how much he did win. Like he was pretty dominant. Well, he, I I think it was more. He already had a great. No, team of course, of course, him. it's yeah. that right. But Listen, like he did get them to two Champions League finals. Trapattoni is the best manager to ever coach. Period. End of discussion. And I think Lippi coached in probably the hard. Close to the hardest era to win. If Trapattoni is the best coach ever, why didn't he win a World Cup with Ireland? Very true. <laughs> all right, that, that's that's Sorry. up there as weirdest appointment of all time. I might be proven wrong here. So, Mike, well, Robbie Keane had the most. There's, there's a podcast I spoke about. I think a couple of podcasts ago, or maybe just via text message. Um, the Golazzo podcast oh, about the history of Serie A. They do like different like segments of history of Serie A, and they have a two episode podcast about Trapattoni and they talk about his upbringing and how he was as a coach and, and the glory years of you and then talk about afterwards what happens you gotta listen to it it, it is so interesting well, he, he coached the Grande Inter he coached well. Grande Inter where I mean I, I'm partial to Saki but that's because you know Saki as a club reasons. manager is so, up there so Saki I think is one of the best uh, coaching minds that ever not according to Marco Van Bastian, uh, not according or to Marco Baggio. Van Bastian. or Baggio. I think Saki was um, an architect of like a new style, like issued in a new way of thinking about football. But I think in terms of like just success, like just like trophies and winning, like Trapattoni is. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Baggio, uh doc? Like no. The, his like no. whatever it's called. Uh, if Codina, uh, Where are you finding these? these it's docs? on Netflix. So that, it's that's on, Netflix. on Netflix. That I've seen. You gotta tell me this thing. I want to. I, I like documentaries. Codina, uh, Codina, or whatever it's called, right? 
he it's it's the most bajo thing you ever watch in your life because it's like i never stepped a foot out of line once in my entire life <laughs> everyone was wrong but me it's it's incredible you have to watch it yeah, I gotta watch more of these Italian podcast, uh, Italian documentaries. Then, then he goes gets into like Trapattoni not calling him for O two, and it's 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 hilarious. It's just the way that he portrays it is incredible. You gotta watch it. So I got one last question. Then we're gonna start wrapping up. We talked about Kaieri in the very first pod that we did, and you know how we're hopeful that they turn it around, and they have Mazzotti, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going crazy. Are they doomed now? Where are they now? They, I They're think, dead last by how many? Below points? Salernitana, six points. Six points. Yeah. And what? Um, and they have a negative twelve goal differential. I'm saying, how far from what is it? Sixteenth to stay alive? They're seventeenth. They're two points. So they're three points out okay. of safety. They'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. That team on paper is much better. They're too much better. I mean, Salernitana is getting. Yes, a but who's, who's in seventeenth right now? It's Gaetti's in twentieth, Salernitana's nineteenth, Spezia eighteenth, Genoa seventeenth. No, and so that's so coming from the bottom up. It's Cagliari, Cagliari, Salernitana, Samp, Genoa. Samp is there too. Mine is showing Spezia. Am I looking? Regardless, I mean, Samp's dog water, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but but for the sake of the league, you want Samp and Genoa both to stay up for that derby. And, and for the region, like the region is a beautiful place in Italy. I think soccer, there's obviously a good um, option. And someone said it last time, but those kits, they need to stay Maybe, in Serie They need to stay in Serie yeah. So that's the, that's the fourth winningest team uh, is Genoa in, in Serie A history. That's because they were like around. Yeah. I, well, yeah it's amazing though to think yeah, about they were, it. They were part of like the era of Serie A where it's like the winner from the top division would play the winner of the bottom division be called champions of Italy. And obviously if you're in the top division and you're playing against the bottom division, you're going to win that every time. But with Kai Eddie, you know, you guys were bullish on them being in the pot when we start when we first launched the pot in the first episode. Do you now think this might be a team that gets relegated? Mike, I'm going to start with you. I think they're still better on paper. Like Salernitana will be below them. I think Spezia's really bad. I don't know. Yeah, but you said two teams that you think are bad. Like, do you think any team that... I'm just trying to think, like, teams that will over the court, like, will regress back to their terrible average. The only one I can maybe make a case for is Venezia. That's the only Venezia one. Venezia just... Uh, they beat... Uh, they just beat Roma, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Venezia is an interesting roster. I definitely think of all of those teams, like I want Venezia to stay up. That's a yeah. cool story. They've got a couple Americans too, so I'm definitely rooting for them. But Cagliari should, I mean, they've got a manager who's like a specialist in staying and like staying up out of relegation battles. And they have very talented players. Like yeah. Joao Pedro is super good. Nandez. Old. Nandez, yeah. Godin. The only benefit of Cagliari going down is that they would sell their players. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Nanda's been linked to Inter for like two seasons now. Cranio, like there's so many players that are like... Your boy Nangolan's back there. No, he's not. No, he's I was about to say, yeah, he, he's out of Italy now. Yeah, he's in Brussels. Oh. He's back in... Uh, Belgium. Yeah, no, I won't miss him. Yeah, but Mazzotti's <laughs> Galano's guy because Mazzotti had the pleasure of coaching Inter at one point. So Galano. Like yeah, vintage Bento. I don't know. So now Galano. M. Villa was their center midfielder. Mike Mike spoke <laughs> about the team being you know better than most of the teams that are being in the relegation I agree. fight. I think so. Do you, so you think Coyote's going to stay up? Uh, I just think they're going to. Out of all the teams that can make the make noise during the winter window, it's going to be Coyote. Like I don't think Salernitana is going to be able to bring in enforcement. 
Genoa doesn't have Preziosi to cook the books anymore. <laughs> like, Eliani won't help either. So yeah, exactly. That was a fun era. That yeah. was a fun era. So I think um, I think Gaeti will find a way out. Like they're only two or three points out of seventeenth. But do you trust Mazzotti? I do. I do. For this way, out of all the other coaches in the bottom four, I should I should definitely trust him. That's fair. Like Genoa was interesting because they just hired Shevchenko. Yeah, and I like I Shevchenko's saw that. manager. I like what he's done with Ukraine. Um, he's made Ukraine a problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I like Ukraine. Um, I think I think he's made them. Ukraine's perform. got talented guys though. Like keep that yeah. in mind. They've got like a handful of guys that are like real top level. Like what's the dude's name from uh, from City that I'm forgetting his name? Oh, is uh, Zinchenko. Like, I hate, that, I hate that's a very good that player. is that is that is gonna sworn enemy. I hate him. I don't know who hates more, him or Quadrado. It's one of the two. I uh, definitely Zinchenko. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. You hate a player not even in a competitive league to enter over a guy who is literally on Inter's sworn enemy as a yes, team and that you hate Quadrado's as a player. at least good. Zinchenko's not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Quadrado because he's a dirty player, but like if he was on my team, I would love it. Yeah, but he dances, so he's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But Zinchenko, like, also, I, I would hate him both like on my team and against my team. When you think about it, if you had prime Quadrado in an Inter system, that would be a fun, yeah, that would be a fun team to watch. Show. But all right, so we're getting towards the end of the pod. And I'm gonna ask it. You're gonna ask Cause, it because now you guys are pitted against each other. Okay. The way too early prediction for match day 13 of Inter Napoli. Wait, is that coming up after the break? It's November. The, it's November 21st. <laughs> November 21st. Where where is it played? It's in Milan. It's the return. So one of, one of the many returns. So, for yeah, yeah. So we have three. We have three big games. We're gonna start with the Inter Napoli game, but the other two games are Fiore Milan and Lazio Juve. But we'll start with you go first. I'm the host of this pod. You go. You're the guy. I know. I know it's gonna happen right. Spalletti two nothing. Not you're, Napoli. Spalletti nah, two you're, nothing. You're, you're too bullish. Spalletti two nothing and a red card. Two Spalletti. <laughs> two Spalletti. Yeah, no, 100. You know, it's, it's gonna you know, be. Okay, I'll, I'll say two one. Now, because you know why Spalletti's going to get the the red card? It's going to be after the game. He's going to say bravo to the ref like he did. No. And then the, he, the ref thinks it's sarcastic clapping and give him a red card. No, this is what's going to happen. They're going to go a, a, game, uh, a goal down. Napoli's going to go a goal down. Mm-hmm. Nap, uh, Spalletti, they're going to tie, right? They're going to be fighting for the last goal. It'll be the 75th minute, some reckless challenge, probably from <laughs> Vidal. And Spalletti's going to fly off the handle, get sent off, and then... Napoli will score in like the 92nd minute. Okay. We'll see, man. So I'm so glad it's going to be recorded when I'm 100% right. Before <laughs> before I make the prediction, what's the extent of Badella's injury? Uh, he'll be back after it. It's just like a pulled hand. He, right? he got called up. That's stupid to begin with. They should not be calling him up. But is they it, is up. it qualifiers this time around? Because you never know so. anymore. I think, well, well, I think, well, I think, it's, I think it's qualifiers now because the World Cup is in the winter. It's not in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just never... I'm confused because the you know League of Nations now yeah, has qualifiers. Well, no, League of Nations is over. Yeah, it's no, qualifiers. Nations League is done, but yeah. it's just... It's a meme that UEFA even so, started So, assuming Barella is fully healthy, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go two one in there. I think that that midfield as a unit is just better than Napoli's midfield. And I think that with the collection of a DeVry, Skriniar, Bastoni rotation on Osimhen, Osimhen has really played a center back, like the center back kind of system like that. And also I think Insigne is going to get exposed. I think this is the game 
where either just for that he's gonna curl one in top corner. He's gonna no, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Two. No, I'm saying I'm vintage Hanovich. Your your PlayStation controller froze. Like he's gonna be rooted to the spot, and the ball is gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two one in there, and also they're in Milan. So that that's a big factor as well. I think he's coming home. Spalletti's home. Yeah, I think it's two one Inter. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is Napoli's first big big match yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. Inter's gonna be hungry. I think that like like you said earlier, guy, they feel like they drop points. I'm gonna go two zero Inter. I think that oh, this wow. is. I think that this is the beginning of, of the end. The end for the Napoli I think dream. that this is the beginning of the end, and this is going to be like Inter's rise to ascendancy, like uh, ascending to the top again. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll put the, I'll put I this. I just want to say, like, I got I got the scores off marginally, but all my picks were right on result I think I got weekend. all my picks wrong. Yeah, I got all my picks. Yeah. I picked a Milan win, a Napoli win, and a Fiore win. I was one for three. But I got the scoreline right. We gotta keep. Already. We gotta keep track of this. This is what we should yes. be doing. We gotta keep track of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put together like a scoreboard and then we'll, do it. Yeah, yeah. Julio's never gonna score any points because he doesn't come. But and also he only watches you, so it doesn't matter. So, um, but okay. So Mike, you're not off the hook though. Fiore Milan, yeah. in Fiore. Uh, I don't think I don't think Florentine crowds like scare anybody. I, I mean, they're, just they're, still, they're, they're st- all worked up about Baggio leaving still. So, like, you know, it's just, like, who cares? Baggio leaving. Chiesa leaving. Soon to be Zeski leaving. Soon to be Vlavic leaving. Uh, I think that this is a win for Milan. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1 Milan. Galano? I think this uh, this could be 2-0 Fiorentina. I think I'm going to go 2-0 Fiorentina. Giacomo, if Giacomo Bonaventura scores, my heart will break into a million what if, pieces. What if he scores and celebrates? Oh, no, he would never. He would never celebrate. <laughs> He's in denial. He, if, if he celebrated, man, I would actually just... I would, would you Would you, Would you? you throw a drink at the TV? 100%, man. <laughs> Do you ever see that picture of him on his last day at Milan? He's yeah. like... he's He stays on the pitch at San Siro, like an hour after like the crowd has cleared out and he's just like sitting down super dejected. I love that man. Yeah. I love him. And I hate Milan for letting him go. I <laughs> So God, you said two nothing. The reason Fiore. why is because I think coming off international break, I think um, Milan players have more players on international break that are going to be more fatigued. This has trap game written all over it. I'm going to say Fiorentina two nothing or yeah, two nothing. So I'm sticking with the Fiore training though I got it completely wrong last time. Score though, fuck it, two one, Fiore. Okay. Yeah. All right, and now I, th- I mean, you have to talk about it because it's another massive one. But Lazio, you yeah, that's a so big th- one. This is a weird one because is it gonna be like the same thing as like the last couple times where Colme Ball is holding the players? Because if that's the case, I think Juve's cooked again. Well, Where they play? I don't know. If, I don't know if Juve's cooked. I think Lazio's more dependent on. In South Americans? Well, yeah, because if Felipe Anderson, you have Luis Alberto, you have Luis Alberto Felipe's Spanish. Not, they're not gonna get yeah, Spanish? Felipe's not gonna get called. You don't Brazil? think Felipe's not no. gonna get called either? Dibala will be called. Quadrado is yeah. called. Betancourt, like <laughs> Galano. Galano is a pro soccer yeah, player. If you care about him at all, he's called. Yeah. Um Missing a few others too. Danilo, Danilo. Alexandro. Yeah. All those guys are called. Like, I mean, that's five potential starters. Can I go first on this one? Sure. Lazio three nothing. Jeez. I want Sari to destroy. I, I, I think he will. I 
Wait, are they playing in Rome? They're in Rome. Three they're, nothing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm stamping. I'm not gonna lie with with Romans are in they? the crowd. Yeah, they're at, they're at Lazio. So Lazio and Inter uh, Lazio game and the Fiore game are on. It's on Saturday. Then Inter Napoli are on Sunday. Why did you do a watch? Lazio three nothing. Lazio three nothing. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? I like three nothing, but. <laughs> Please, I'm, I'm going to say 2 I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to say 2-0, Cheeto penalty, and then a Milinkovic-Savage header or some I'm, random crap. I, for some reason, I'm thinking that this is another Allegri special. I don't know why. It has all the You know what, though? Marco's got a point. Like, this is like, this is like opposite philosophies going <laughs> up against each other. Like, I think Juve's going to have 10% yeah, possession and this it, game. And, and, and in Serie A, the defensive teams usually get the benefit of the doubt and these kind of opposite. The, the only thing is that, uh, kind of similar to the Fiorentina Milan game, uh, Milan game, I think they're going to be a lot. I think Juve has a lot more international players than, than Lazio does. Well, I'm assuming that they're. Lazio income. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm assuming that. With the fascist in attendance? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll go. You got to laugh so you don't cry. Yeah, I know. Well, you said Lazio 2 nothing. I said Lazio 2 nil. yeah. You said 3 nil. 3 nil. Ramp it up. Make it 4. Beat up on Julio while he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he can't defend himself. I don't know. Marco's going to say 2-1 Lazio, but it's going to be close. I don't know. Nah, fuck it. 4-1 so four, four, Lazio. Let's go! 4-1 like, Lazio. Fuck you, fuck it. Penalty for you, Vest. going to be the only way they score. No, no, hold on. I'm going to call 4-1. 4-1. Four, one, four, one, and then Saj is going to get a red card. Flipping off on Yelly as he walks off the pitch. It's going to be the best like sideline this no. weekend, I think. Oh, my God. Because you're going to have one of the guys smoking and then yeah. Allegri just No, you know what? No, what, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do if Saudi, after the game, if they win, he does the Mourinho when he was with Manchester United going to Juve and puts the fingers, oh. he puts his hand oh. to his ear and has like, has like a like If a he were cock, in Juve Stadium, he would. would be electric. Yeah. You know, what, you know what I want? is like I want Saudi to go back to Torino, win, and have that goddamn eagle fly. <laughs> Looking like Attila the Hun from Mulan. Like, <laughs> well, so here, also here's here's kind of what I'm thinking too. It's like when Lazio have played the big games, they yeah, they they, very they, good. they, they, they beat Roma. Milan. Milan, they looked really bad. Yeah, but, but they otherwise, but they beat Roma. They that tied was like week two though. Yeah. They they tied out a lot the in Bergamo yeah. where it was. I saw the game. That was a fiery game, and it was also like a last minute. Freak chance of an equalizer from I think it was Darun or Froiler, one of the two, and then they beat they beat uh, Inter. So I I hope I, I pray I, I know I'm gonna regret I know so. I'm gonna regret making this. I'm gonna say four one Lazio. <laughs> I, I, I gotta give you one because you're gonna sneak one in. That's gonna be a pen. Sneak one. The referee's gonna. It's gonna or, be Marco. Make sure you say it. It's a handball. Oh, um, air quotes. Air quotes. Air you can, you have a mouth. Say air quotes. It's funny when you say. It. Okay. All right, I think, think yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up. All right, we're going to get the band that comes with the podcast set to play us out. But until after the international break, ciao, everybody.